A reading of the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always. Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Those who do not love me do not keep my words, yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told this to you while I am still with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have told you. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Ah, Pentecost. Pentecost. Go back with me to that first reading. What a powerful, energizing, dramatic story. If we would have read on in Acts chapter 2, Peter preaches what's probably the best sermon ever because we see the results. 3,000 people that day are baptized and saved and converted. Amazing. But sometimes we hear stories like this and we think to ourselves, well, that was great for them then. What about us now? What about us and how does this affect us? But see, here's the thing. The giving of the Holy Spirit, obviously, of course, I think we know this, was not a one-time, one-standalone kind of event. Pentecost is not a day, okay? Pentecost is not a day long time ago. Pentecost is an entire era. And we heard Jesus say to us in the gospel reading that he was going to send the advocate, the Holy Spirit, to be with us always. So what I wanted to do this morning is to reflect with you how we have seen the Holy Spirit working with us just just these last two years as we have taken this Ignite journey together. I want you to rewind with me and go back for a moment to early 2020. Take a look at this. Ten, nine, ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. We have a liftoff. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Decades of dreaming, planning, and training, trial and error, all went into one of the greatest human achievements of all time, the mission to put a man on the moon. There were so many critical moments for it to be successful, but perhaps none more so than at T-minus nine. Ignition sequence start. It took the five boosters of the Saturn V rocket and their 7.5 million pounds of thrust to lift off the Earth and head to the moon, a thrust equivalent to 4747 jet airplanes. But it first had to ignite at T-minus nine. We have a different but even more critical mission, 
one with eternal impact. Jesus has placed us here to reach people all over Michiana with his love. Over the last two decades, we too envisioned, planned, and made strategic decisions and moves that have brought us to this moment. Now it is time to ignite our faith, our families, and our future with a power greater than the fire of rocket engines. We have the fire of the Holy Spirit. Trinity, it's T minus nine. Let's ignite. It was a very exciting time. And we launched our Ignite journey and initiative with five goals. To expand our early childhood ministry, to expand our ministry to children, youth, and families, to reach beyond our, our walls, to take care of our Trinity home, and finally to pursue debt freedom. And so when we launched this journey, that fire was ablazing in March of 2020 when, and you all know what happened, the world came to a screeching halt. We were three weeks away for making our financial commitments and launching these five goals. And I can remember saying to the Lord, Lord, what are you doing? What is going on? We have worked so hard to get to this point. Why is this happening right now? But now, today, I look back and I can, I can hear Jesus saying, Oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> because as he promised the Holy Spirit really and truly with, is with us. And he knew what he was doing all along. Go figure. He's God. I'm not. He took us through a very difficult time. And he did go ahead and ignite that fire within us. As we go back and we look at the Pentecost story, there are three miraculous signs that first Pentecost. There's the wind, the fire, and then the speaking of tongues. So let's look at those three things, and let's see how that Spirit, that Holy Spirit, is still doing that kind of work among us. So first of all, speaking in tongues, we've got to go back all the way to the beginning of Scripture, Genesis 11, that famous story of the Tower of Babel. When the people gathered together and they said, come, let us build for ourselves a city and a tower that reaches to the heaven, and let us make a name for ourselves, ourselves. And God then punished them by confusing their language so that they couldn't understand each other, which of course scattered them into the different nations and people groups and languages of the world. And then we come to Pentecost, and the apostles are given this, this gift that as the people from all these different nations, all these different language groups listen to them, everyone could hear them. They could understand what they were saying. See, what the Spirit was doing is He was undoing the Babel. And He was uniting them around Jesus, who is the only tower to the heavens. That same Spirit, my friends, has been uniting us around this very same purpose, this one purpose, to make Jesus known. And not only did He take us and hold us together, I mean, amazing how He held us together in this very difficult time and kept us as one church, but at the same time, He continued to grow our family. Over the last two years, we've had 58 adults join the Trinity family. Many of them brought children with them as well. And then there's our Lutheran school. In the spring of 2020, the enrollment in our school was 257. 
Next fall, we already have registered 412 students. That is 38% growth. We're running out of room. We actually have 50 students on waiting list to get in. Friends, that's what we prayed for in goal one, to expand our early childhood, which would then expand our school. Second sign was that loud rushing wind, the life-giving, energizing breath of the Spirit. If you remember the apostles right after Easter, they hung around in that upper room and they locked the doors because they were so afraid. But the Spirit then in this loud rushing wind comes upon them there, literally whips them up in a whirlwind and blows them out into the streets of Jerusalem and eventually all over the world. And we said in goal number three that we wanted to get outside of our walls and reach beyond. One of the things we never saw happening was live streaming. We did it because that's all we could do at first. But ever since then, it's allowed us to reach out way beyond our walls, literally all over the world. I've had several conversations with guests who come and they say, you know, I ask them, like, how did you find out about Trinity? They said, well, we first explored and we watched the live stream. And some of them have even come now and they've joined the church. We've been able to send almost $70,000 to our local and global partners so that our reach can go out and support them and support the world around us. And then, best of all, we've been changed, haven't we? The same time during these last two years, we've been doing this joining Jesus on His mission training. We've been learning how to become those everyday witnesses, everyday missionaries, so that the people, it changes how we look at people, doesn't it? And, and how we meet them and how we interact with them. And as the Spirit moves us, as the Spirit brings those people into our lives, and then as He moves us, we learn how to, to give witness to them. The Spirit has blown us outside of our walls. And then finally, those fiery tongues that came down on the apostles. The same Holy Spirit has kindled a fiery love in us for Jesus and for all the people that He loves. One of the ways we can see it is how we've grown in generosity. Because you see, generosity flows from love, right? The more you love, the more generous you will become. And when we started the Ignite journey, we made it very clear, this is not a fundraiser. This is a, we, we want to be better disciples. We want to become more generous followers of Jesus in every aspect of our lives. Well, I can't possibly tell you about every aspect of our lives and how we become more generous, but here's what I can share with you, how we become more generous here at Trinity. If we look at the year 2019 before Ignite and compare it to the year 2021 in the middle of Ignite, our overall generosity increased by 16%. The two-year Ignite total giving was $4.2 million, and of that 4.2 million, we were able to dedicate 1.4 million towards those five goals that have either, either already been used for those five goals or will soon be used in those five goals. Let me talk about one of them, which is goal five, that we want to pursue debt freedom. And the reason why we've been trying to do this is because we want to be free to take the resources God gives us and to use them for whatever opportunities the Holy Spirit gives us, whatever new doors that he is going to open in front of us. And so over these last two years, through our Ignite giving, through two estate gifts that we received, as well as just making that monthly payment, which also pays down interest, as you know, we were able to reduce our mortgage by $1.2 million. 
We saved almost as much in interest, and we took six years off the life of our loan. Praise God for that. So the balance now, as the as end of this, yeah, go ahead, we can clap. I know we're Lutherans, but we can get into it. It's okay, all right? So the balance from remaining on the loan then came down to $3.2 million as a result of the Ignite journey. And then something very sad, but also very beautiful happened. And I have some exciting news I want to share with all of you, but before I do that, I would like him to tell you the story behind it. My name is Keith Ruppel. I've been a member of Trinity since about 62, 63. In 46 was when I met my wife, Imogene, and we had a short romance. We got married the following June. We, we moved from South Bend to Elkhart in 1958. I was working in a house. I was working at the same time as I was working building a house. So on Sundays I built, I was working in a house and did not go to church at that time. One of the members of the Trinity stopped in one Sunday and invited me to go to church. And I told him I was a Lutheran. And the way he looked at me, he said, you must be a loose Lutheran because you're working on Sundays. So. And my son Gary passed away when he was 15. Him and me were real good buddies. We bowled together. We played catch together every night, played basketball. And I really missed him. Of course, when he died, rather than feel sorry for myself, I decided the Lord had given to him, me for 15 years, and I was thankful for what the Lord had done. I've, every night for the last 50 years, when I say my prayer, I thank God for the time that I had with him, rather than moan about losing him. We did buy things with us so we could afford them, and if we had extra money, we like to help others. We was happy with our life. We didn't need a bigger home, and uh, we didn't need to go on trips. So we tried to help people. That was our enjoyment, is helping somebody. When our son passed away, we received an insurance policy, or insurance money, which we reinvested. At that time, we could not use that money from Gary's for our own personal use. So we reinvested it. It took the interest and we passed that on to Concordia for their student aid program. Yeah, we, we thought it'd be a lot better to give it to student aides that were going to be pastors for any other need at that time. I'd like to give to people who are willing to work and primarily young people. Lifeline has been a Youth for Christ, has been a young program which we've been backing since Gary passed away. When Gary passed away, we had a bicycle that we gave to the Lifeline, and since then we've given donations, whatever we thought we could afford. When Imogene passed away, she, before she passed away, she had some desires to give some money to the Lifeline. And after she passed away, I went down to give it to them. They said they had a house down there they could buy real cheap. They wanted to know if we could take that money to buy this house. He got, got talking about the house and what it was to be was going to remodel it and then have 12 young people in there that had jobs but didn't know how to handle their money. And Lifeline would help them shop and use what money they got for their pay. And he, the more I talked to them, the more I thought, well, I would have loved to have that 
as a sponsor, so we helped to sponsor that. And now that's going to be called Imo's Den when it's done. Well, the Lord has been good to me, and I figured I should share it with others and just pass it on. I don't think I have ever heard a more incredible story of generosity, that the Rupals would take such a terrible tragedy in their lives, and instead of being bitter and resentful, they would turn it into generosity and to blessing. Imo's Den, by the way, through that Lifeline program, is right down on State Street across the street where Trinity used to be, which is just an amazing part of the story. Our sister Imogene passed away in 2016 and went to be with the Lord in heaven. And last year, uh, just over a year ago, in April of 2021, our brother Keith went to join his bride and to join Gary with the Lord in heaven as well. And just as they were generous throughout their lives, they also chose to be generous even in their death. And they left, and they remembered Trinity and their estate plans, and they left some of those investments to the church. When we received them, they valued $709,000. And according to Keith's wishes, that was paid down on the principal of our loan. They went from $3.2 million now down to just over $2.4 million. Praise God. It is hard, hard, hard for me to believe that we've been already been in this church for six years. The time has gone fast, has it not? But in just six years, we started off with five and a quarter million dollar loan, and now we're way over halfway of paying it off. So, what do we do now, right? It leaves us with a choice, doesn't it? When we think about everything that the Holy Spirit has done, and there's more than I can talk about this morning, when we think about that, we really have a choice. We could just say, you know, let's sit back for a minute and relax, you know? Let's just chill, we'll cool the jets for a while. That's good, we're good, right? Or we could also take, you know, the attitude that a lot of people seem to have today. Let other people take care of it, right? Let them do it. You know, let people like the Ruples, they'll take care of us. And of course, we know what's going to happen if we do that, don't we? I mean, the fire will burn down to embers and eventually it'll grow cold. The other option we have then is to fan into flame what the Spirit has ignited in us. To let a story like Keith and Imogene Rupel inspire us. To be thankful for everything God has done among us. Let it, let it truly fire us up. The Spirit is with us always, says Jesus. With each and every one of us, if you caught that second reading, he says each and every one of us has been given something to, to build up the church and to do good. We have not all been given the same things. We know that and understand that, but we have all been given the Spirit and His gifts. He is really among us. We've seen what He has done. We see what He is doing. Here's the thing, brothers and sisters. Pentecost is still happening at Trinity Lutheran Church and School right now. Amen? Amen. And so what we can do is to ask the Spirit now to stoke that fire, that we would become a burning fire of love for Jesus and for all those that He loves. Amen? Amen. Amen. 
then I'm going to ask you to pray with me. It's an ancient prayer, but we've been praying it throughout this Ignite journey. The prayer is, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Would you please stand and pray it like you mean it as we ask the Holy Spirit to continue to bless us. Together, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Amen. Amen.